Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless, this is the 5G America's been waiting for. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Roger Klein's Tension Tequila. Whether it's a margarita or one of our specialty recipes, Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com forward slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products. It's the funk out of your equipment or office. Buy M-Drive. You're not too old. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by nchc.tv and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams. Home of college hockey champions. Roger Klein's Tension Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. You are listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly live. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans, NCAA Hockey fans, to another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. The uh, former Mexican moonshine is now Cancion Tequila, still the great flavor from uh, everything that Roger Klein produces with the uh, the great agave tequila. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from Scottsdale, Arizona. Hello, everybody. I'm back. And Paul Hornstein joining me from his beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island that we can't give him out more than maybe once a year to do something. He just wants to hang around in that estate. I can't blame him. It's a beautiful place, folks. Paul, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm looking around to try and figure out where you're talking about because you're not talking about my house. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So let me tell you this. We're going to start the show off tonight, Paul, with a little story time. Because nice. uh, I, I just arrived back from Denver. Um, they finally got tired of your butt and threw you the hell out of there. <laughs> it was a complete and total adventure. But I saw three great great hockey games. I saw a uh, West Regional Championship and a, uh, a fresh team crowned. The Minnesota State Mavericks uh, won the West Region and earned a spot in the uh, – uh, Frozen Four in Pittsburgh in uh, what? Just a week and a half, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So congratulations to the Mavericks. So I said, you know, I went there to watch good hockey and to see who would win the West Region and check on the teams from the NCHC since we cover them. But more importantly, Paul, I went to check on a couple of things: Arizona natives that are playing uh, in NCAA hockey, and I saw two of them this weekend. Uh, also, I wanted to check on some draft picks that belong to the uh, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I saw two of them. You mean somebody else besides the Ottawa Senators had a draft <laughs> pick in this NCAA tournament? Because oh. I didn't think that was possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, they do. Uh, and one of those uh, people that I went to see, I also went to see in Mankato and unfortunately did not see him that time uh, in the WCHA semifinals. So, we're going to bring him on tonight and talk to him. His name is Todd Burgess. He's got a great story. He's a Phoenix native. Uh, he, he's traveled around. You and I were talking uh, via text. And uh, he has been all over the place to play hockey. And culture shock yep. may not be enough. Uh, but we'll ask Todd about that. But more importantly, we'll ask him about his decision to become a Maverick uh, for his senior season. And how important it is for him to be a part of this group that took the next step. Brought them to a uh, Frozen Four for the very first time. So about 10 minutes from now, we hope to have Todd join us. It's going to be a three-way call, so we'll do the best to do our uh, our best uh, um, connection. Imitation of say. people that know what the heck they're talking about? 
Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so anyway, Todd Burgess is scheduled to join us tonight. I know it's been a busy weekend for him. They got back last night, I believe. And, um, you know, so things have been kind of hectic. Now they're planning. And more importantly, probably trying to stay safe from COVID uh, before they uh, locked himself in his room, which he would be smart to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's crazy. Um, and as long as I'm on that topic, uh, I sent you something about your landlord because there's nobody more honest in the NHL than one Bill Foley as an owner. Um, he came out today and said, you know what? Most of my guys have already been vaccinated. <laughs> At least one shot anyway. <laughs> so, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, I, 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 he said they've been vaccinated. He didn't give a, a comment okay. on whether it was one or two or whatever, but but leave it to Bill Foley to tell it like it is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, absolutely hey. love that guy. I absolutely love that guy. Well, okay. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say anything bad about my landlord. So, yeah. And by the way, and by the way, just in yeah. case people were wondering, we're not making this up. No, we're not. He is he, literally your landlord. He literally is. <laughs> he has okay. your mortgage on your house. Yeah. Yes. His company's one of his black gazillion, One of his gazillion companies has the mortgage to my house. This is something we figured <laughs> out. About six months ago, but yeah. But still, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so let me tell you the story time adventure, right? Uh, I can't I wait for that, this. Yeah, I decide I'm going to fly to uh, Denver instead of drive just because the last time I came back, my back was killing me. But more importantly is I wanted to get a rental car and there weren't any to be had in the state of Arizona. <laughs> so, Surprise. So I, couldn't, I couldn't do a rental car if I wanted to. So I got a nice airfare on uh on the Southwest Airlines, I flew, stayed at a great hotel, the Wingate Hotel in Loveland. I will shout them out forever, and hopefully they will be partners very, very soon with us. Um, but it was about three and a half miles from the uh, the facility. So I, I was got to the airport, took a lift, got myself up to, to Loveland. Okay, I planned on that. Um, got a lift over to the game on Saturday. Uh, came out of the arena Saturday night expecting another lift. As I came out the door that locked behind me, the uh, the lift canceled, and that That's was good. the only that was the only lift or Uber anywhere for like an hour. So after uh, several minutes, maybe twenty or thirty minutes, I thought, okay, I'll leave the app on, but I'm just going to start walking because my my Apple phone told me that it, by walking it would take me an uh, hour and twelve minutes. And I figured, okay, okay. it's cold. It's cold. I'll I'll do it. But uh, I started walking. I got about two miles or so. And uh, Stephen Marsh gave me a call and gave me an update on what happened in Henderson. Right. And uh, I said, Stephen, I'm walking out here in a very dark uh, uh, area of uh, Loveland, Colorado. Would you mind staying on the phone with me uh, just for safety purposes? And he says, hey, no, I didn't want to reach out to you because it was late in New York. And I knew Stephen would still be awake. For a while, wait, wait, so. this was what Saturday? This is Saturday, that yeah. So, just so you know, I was up. I know, so anyway, I, I had Steven on the phone with me, and two cars passed me. That was it. And then one motorcycle came by at about 150 miles an hour, and I thought it was going to take me out because he couldn't see me, probably. Um, and then, sec- uh, then another car pulls up, and it goes about a thousand feet past me, and it stops, puts on its uh, backup lights, and starts to back up. And I get there, and the guy goes, Hey, um, do you need a ride somewhere? And I'm going like, well, yeah, I need to go to a hotel. Well, keep in mind, this is midnight now uh, in Yeah, because this Colorado. was in New York, too. Yeah. So anyway, the guy says, hey, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but he showed me a sticker. He said, I'm, I'm an Uber driver that's off duty. I'm just going home. I noticed the backpack on your back, and I thought, maybe, you know, maybe you needed a ride. And I said, you're absolutely correct. I need a ride. So I hop in the car, like a lot of people are going like, and I'll tell you, it was a different story from him, too, because he was talking to a friend that said, don't pick up a stranger. And I and I was being told, wait, don't get wait, in the wait, car wait, with wait, a stranger. Wait, 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 <laughs> If you're a Lyft or an Uber driver, are you picking <laughs> up friends only? <laughs> well, Seriously? we're talking about um, – and uh, I think we might have our guests coming on here. So just All right, take, take it away for a minute, Paul, and, and let me try to get on. All right. Well, listen, I mean, just by the way, I was up Saturday night because there was all kinds of hockey games on. So um, you don't have to worry about that. I don't go to bed that late that early anyway. I'm a night owl. And by the way, just 
as we shout out our buddies over there at Roger Klein's. They now have a new flavor as we look at the website. Cancion Tequila Ultra Premium Blanco. So they had the original three flavors, and now they have a fourth one. So we just figured, uh, I just figured I would throw that out there. Uh, I still say Army got screwed. Anybody that follows my Twitter feed knows that I believe that 100%. Okay. Um, some great stories coming out here in terms of the NCAA Frozen Four. Um, yeah, right. I will start to call your Bulldogs the vampires. Paul, are you still because, there? Yeah. Yep. I'm still here. I don't know about you, but okay. I'm still here. I've got Todd on the other line, so right. uh, you go ahead and disconnect so I can three-way call us, and then we'll bring him on and go from there, okay? Sure. That's easy enough. All right. I got you, Paul? You got me. Okay, hold on. I'm going to merge Todd in right now. Do I have you? Okay, I got Paul Hornstein, my co-host, uh, an ASU alum from uh, Long Island, New York. So uh, he's on the other line, and uh, I'm going to introduce you in just a second, okay? Okay, sounds good. All right, hockey fans, uh, I saw you probably heard that connection, but uh, we have somebody that just earned a spot in the Frozen Four, an Arizona native uh, with the Minnesota State Mavericks. Todd Burgess is joining us. So, Todd, Scott, and Paul with you. How are you, first of all? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, hopefully uh, you guys are uh, done celebrating and, and – uh, or maybe not. Maybe you should. Maybe you should just have a few more days of it. Go ahead. You got another week and a half to go before the Frozen Four, so you might as well enjoy it as much as you can, right? Yeah, yeah. We've had the last two days off, which has been nice to get the body back and uh, back to work tomorrow. So we're we're all looking forward to the Frozen Four here coming up in in a couple of weeks. Okay, Todd, I, I announced you as a, a Phoenix native, and I, I, I want to jump in to what happened first and then work your way backwards to your time with the uh, the Junior Coyotes and, and the Fairbanks Ice Dogs and all that. So uh, as, as everybody knows by now, I was at the uh, West Regional. I went there on purpose to not only see you, but to see, uh, you know, some other prospects for the Golden Knights and, and other Arizona natives. So, um First of all, thanks thanks for putting on the performance because it was impressive. Uh, I, I really enjoyed watching the games. You guys were fantastic. And I want to start off by saying, what did it feel like when you guys heard that final buzzer and you knew that you'd accomplished something that had never been done at Minnesota State before? It was great. Um, I think I think collectively that was our best full 60 minutes um, on Sunday as a team. We uh, starting with Dryden and that to our decor to the forwards. I think we all just collectively, um, like I said, played a full 60 minutes, and it was just an unbelievable, surreal feeling, especially after um, being down 3-1 um, with five minutes left on Saturday against Quinnipiac and coming back. It was just it was a great journey those two days. It was, it was really fun to be part of. Okay. Well, the, 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 as long as we're working backwards, <laughs> obviously, obviously you went into the game against Minnesota and, you know, I'm sure you guys felt confident at that point in your ability to win the game. Do you guys really think you would smother them the way you did? I think, I mean, if when we're playing from start to finish, um, like I said before, the full 60 minutes, I think we're we're real confident in our play. I think uh, we've kind of, we kind of got away with that in the uh, WCHA playoffs when we played uh, Ferris and then unfortunately lost in Northern. So, I think it was good to kind of regroup, and that was, I think that was a good thing for us. We we took a step back and and uh, worked our bag off that week leading into the um, regionals, and and yeah, I I think we were real confident going into it. But. Okay, so Todd, truth be told, I also made a stop in to watch your uh, game against Northern, and uh, I I must have had twelve or thirteen people come up to me and tell me 
they were sorry for the performance. And I'm going like, you're, you're telling me you're sorry for the performance. I came to watch hockey. I mean, things happen, right? But uh, yeah. I, I know that didn't go the way you wanted to or the team wanted to. Um, but I wanted to experience it again. Uh, and truth be told, I've known your coach for about 25 years from his days way back in Crookston, Minnesota. Uh, we're both Minnesota natives. So uh, awesome. I know coach since uh, since way back. So I was so happy for him, and, and I could also feel his frustration. But um, you played at RPI, and then you made the decision to come to Minnesota State for your last year of eligibility, if I'm correct on that, correct? Yep. What, what was that decision like, or why, why did Minnesota State attract you? Um, it was good. I mean, the, being in the portal was a, was a great process. It was kind of weird with COVID going on, not being able to go on any visits. Um, but I brought in three or four uh, former coaches that I had and, uh, and just wanted to get their opinions, and all of them were, were kind of pointed in the direction of, of Mankato. And I talked to Hasty. He was the first head coach to call me. Um, usually it's the assistant coaches that reach out and, but, um, he reached out right away and, um, it just felt like a special spot. And, um, I saw the, who was returning and I thought we, we had a real shot at winning the, winning this thing. So that was a big part of it. Okay. So you make the move to, to Minnesota state, obviously when you look at your roster and you go, it starts in goal with Dryden McKay, there's nobody better in my opinion anyway, yeah, uh, in goal. So so that's a heck of a place to start. But um, I, I talked to your uh, your athletics director, kind of. Like, I don't know what Paul Allen's role is, but <laughs> when, he probably does everything. <laughs> but, yeah. but anyway, when I was talking to him and I said, you know, what was it like when, when Coach Hastings came to Mankato? And he said, well, the first thing he did was made this arena colder. He said, did you dress warm enough? <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? He said, he made him crank it down about 15 degrees because he wanted that ice surface fast. Uh, really? you, you know the story about that? No, I don't. Okay. Well, anyway, that's what that's what I was told, and and they said that from day one, Coach Hastings took over, and it was his program, and he was going to run it the way to develop champions, and he's certainly done that. And now you've taken the next step. So, um, what what were the thoughts? I saw the video of him in the locker room, but what were the thoughts, uh, his thoughts that he conveyed to you guys about what this means to the program? Oh, it's huge. Um. They were kind of calling it the curse the last six times in playoffs. They uh, unfortunately lost in the first round, so I think it was real special for him and uh, all the guys on the team to get through that first game and then and then obviously win against the Gophers. What was that when you guys were going into that first game? Um, you know, maybe it helped you because you weren't there for those any of those other games, but obviously you had some teammates who were. Um, what was the talk going into that first game against uh, – I'm sorry, going into that first game against Quinnipiac, who obviously you had some familiarity with having played at Rensselaer against Quinnipiac? Right. Um, we really focused on just uh, just our first five minutes going into the game. I think that kind of dictates the game for us. Um, when we start hot, I think we, we play – a real good game. So that, that's what we were really focused on going into that game. And I thought um, we didn't get off to the greatest start going down uh, to nothing, but um, coming back was just, a, just an unbelievable feeling. And I think that gave us the fire going into the next game against the Gophers. Okay, so what was that locker room like <laughs> after you guys tie the game late and head into overtime? Was, was it loud? Was it noisy? Was yeah, there was a lot guys. Of- yeah, a lot of talk. I think we, we had him hemmed in his own last, I think, 10 minutes. We were feeling really <laughs> good. Um, having that goal um, in the last minute really fired us up, and I think we just kind of took it from there, and uh, what a feeling it was. You know, Todd, uh, I'm also good friends with Scott Sandlin, and I know Ryan Sandlin plays on your team, and he got that game winner, but um, I I saw Ryan play twice well, I saw your team play twice this year, and uh, I thought he's starting to make some real strides. You see him every yeah. day. How how good of a player can he be? Good. He's been he's been great for us in the, the last stretch of the season, and definitely he earned that MVP spot at regionals. Um, he was he was definitely a different difference maker for us in playoffs, and we kind of fed off his energy, so he, he was huge for us. You know, he's also one of those guys uh, that I, I know just slightly, and I know he, he just doesn't take losing uh, very well. I'm sure nobody does, but 
for some reason, Ryan just uh, doesn't think he's ever going to lose, does he? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got a, he's got a good fire on now. Okay, so, so let's talk uh, real quickly about the plans coming up now. I mean, you have to uh, leave Denver. You come back. What was the reception like uh, in COVID in Mankato? What's, what's it been like the last 24, 48 hours? It's been it's been normal, just the same thing we've been doing all year. We've been getting um, going to the Mayo Clinic and getting tested uh, three or four times a week. So uh, we got tested this morning, and um, it's kind of scary, especially now this late in the season, just waiting for the, those results to come back. But um, we've been doing a great job staying in our bubble. We um, even when our family is in town, we're staying away from family members, guys that have girlfriends on the team. They're staying away from them. So. Um, we're keeping a tight bubble here and, and making sure we don't have any bumps in the road um, at the end of the season here. Uh, it's just become a peer pressure thing. <laughs> nobody wants to screw it up for anybody else. Yeah, yeah. nobody wants to be that guy, especially seeing teams like Michigan and, and other teams pop in this late in the season. It's just scary to think about. So I don't think anyone's testing the waters with that. Well, what's the season been like for you guys? Because it's been something different for everybody. And, and Paul and I have talked with uh, different coaches, different places. Like, for example, Frank Saratori at, at Air Force told us that he just wanted to make sure he got 13 games played so he could qualify yeah. for the tournament. Uh, what's it been like for you guys? Um, yeah, it's definitely been a, a, a weird year. Um, like, it would have been great to have fans for that overtime winner. I think that would have been <laughs> – the build would have been rocking. So, I mean – um, it's just something that we got to create our own energy on the bench and stuff. It's just, it's a little different. Um, so I don't know. It's, I think it's weird for everybody. Nobody's gone through this, but um, I don't know. It's been, it's been great coming here to Mankato. I think. Has uh, that been brought been I'm sorry about that. Has, has that been brought up yet to you guys? The fact that, I mean, it won't be a full building in Pittsburgh, but there will be some people in the building. Yeah, we haven't really talked much about that. I think we just keep playing what we were playing, and, and we haven't been really focused on that. But it, it'll be nice to have at least some fans in the building. Okay, so when when I got there the other day, and I compliment I complimented everybody in the West Regional for the great job they did. But uh, honestly, I think there was probably a total of two hundred people, maybe including yeah. everybody, the workers, the players, the parents, uh, and the media. And uh, one of the things that caught me, and I thought it was kind of weird, and I don't know if you noticed it or not on the ice, but they piped in the sound, right? And you could hear the reactions. And as a media person, you know, I'm working on my keyboard and I'm watching the game and back and forth, and I listen for the roars, right? And and I I would hear a roar, and I would think, oh, my God, somebody scored or had a great opportunity, and it would be nothing. It would just be the way the timing of it was. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, just trying to keep the building a little louder than. Yeah. Yeah, you don't hear the guys yelling at each other on the ice. I think is what they're going for. Or or the coaches yelling on the bench. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay, so what's the game plan for now? When when do you leave? What's uh what's it going to be like uh, getting to Pittsburgh? And we already know and and talked a little bit about the COVID protocol, but what what's it going to be like in the buildup? Um, well, we have practice tomorrow. We're going to um, go back to probably watch some film and, and see what we did right. We did a lot of things right on Sunday, I think, and just keep building off of that. And then um, I think we fly out to Pittsburgh on Monday, so um, we'll have a lot of time to uh, get there and get settled in and, and get a feel for the ice and, and uh, the hotel and everything. So um, especially with the COVID protocol, we'll be able to um, see what that's like. And I think we're all really – Looking forward to it and anxious, and I think um, from here until Monday is going to feel like a month. So, really <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much class do you guys have left? Uh, we're still we're all online, so we're able to do that on the road and stuff. But um, I'm sure we'll we'll get some passes from the coach that will be out of town. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so so. That's the build-up to the Frozen Four. Just so you know, while you're flying there, I'm going to be carring it uh, uh, from Scottsdale. So uh, oh, wow. I'll be making the trip out there, That's but crazy. I'll be there on Wednesday. Um, and uh, and can't wait to see it. But anyway, let, let's back up in your career. So you spent some time at RPI. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. It was it was good. I have um, my dad's side of the family from upstate New York, so it was great to uh, be out there and and 
he lives in a small town in upstate New York, and um, most of his most of the family hasn't seen me play. So it was they're they're from the same town in Hamilton that uh, Colgate's in. So every time we would go out and play them, um, I was able to see family members, and 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 that was real special for me. Um, and RPI was great. Uh, getting a degree from that place is is really prestigious and um, a good accomplishment in my book. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, and and I met some of the greatest guys, um, guys friendships that I'll have forever there. Um, we, our senior class, um, my last year, we, we made a real good push at the end of the year. Um, unfortunately, COVID kind of um, brought it back, but we had the uh, we had a um, a buy in the first round of playoffs. Looking forward to going in the second round, and then COVID hit, and unfortunately, we weren't able to play any playoff games, but. Um, RPI was a great experience for me. Okay, so prior to RPI, it was uh, Fairbanks, Alaska in the NHL. And uh, here's another little behind the scenes for you, Todd. When I started this company in 2016, 2015, 16, I did it because Arizona State was starting the program. And I must have got, I don't know, 10 emails from people saying, you're starting up an, an Arizona magazine. You've got to get your hands on Todd Burgess. He, he, he's playing great. He's a draft pick in the NHL. Um, and, and I watched your season from afar, uh, your senior or your last year, I guess I should say with the ice dogs, um, 60 games, 38 goals, 57 assists, 95 points. Um, could you be any hotter? Yeah, that was, uh, that was one of those years where everything was kind of falling in the right place. And, um, I had great, great line mates with Ryan Grahowski and, and Logan Coombs that went on to play um, D1 hockey as well. And we, we kind of just clicked from the beginning, and, and our team was so close. There's a, there's not much to do in Fairbanks, Alaska, so we were um, really just hanging around with the guys. Um, also made friendships that I'll, I'll have forever there, and um, the coaching staff and Trevor Stewart and the, and the GM, Rob Prophet, I still – talk to today and they were also a big part of me in the transfer portal um coming here to mankato so um i'll keep in touch with them for the rest of my life and and like i said um i have friendships that i'll have forever coming out of that program now this is just because this is the way i think um <laughs> that's scary todd let's be careful well it should be it should be scary <laughs> to anybody yeah um were you trying to cover as many miles as you possibly could uh, in, 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 you, in choosing your hockey places? I know. From yeah, Phoenix definitely. to to Fairbanks to rent to, to Rensselaer to to, to Mankato. I mean, <laughs> uh, did you get extra miles for that or something? Yeah, just one extreme to the other. Got the holy smokes. Back to Arizona in the summer, get the the peak of the heat, and then go to Fairbanks for the peak of the cold, and uh, it was good. Oh, okay. I, I see. I would have done it the exact other way around. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would have as well if I had a choice. <laughs> okay, so because go ahead, I Paul. Hate the goal. I hate the goal. Oh. I, yeah. Give, give me those three months. Of, give me those three that, months of Arizona summer. Yeah, it's an absolute treat to come home for summers. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we've talked to a lot of different people that played for the Phoenix Junior Coyotes and met coach with it. One of my uh, good friends is Steve Potvin. I just talked to him tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, did, did Potty coach you when you were uh, there or no? No, he didn't. Okay. Um, he knows of you, though. <laughs> Trust me, he knows okay. of you. <laughs> yeah. But but tell us about the Junior Coyotes from, from the time you started at 2011 to, uh, to 2014 or so. Um, what was it like, and, and how did you see hockey develop out here in the desert? Yeah, it was good. Um, I had a group of guys that – Grew up playing with it, and we, we went into that program together, and um, that was great. And you did see um, hockey kind of progress each year. Um, I think when we were when we were younger, Wayne Gretzky being the becoming the head coach of the Coyotes was a big step for the program. That kind of um, put the Coyotes on the map, and in, in my mind, at least. And um, and then we had great competition. Uh, Austin Matthews played for the Bobcats, so we. We always met up with him in the, in the <laughs> state championship, and and I think Matthews is another guy that has uh, put Arizona on the map, and and I've definitely seen um, Arizona hockey progress since then. What was it like being drafted? Well, it was the the best day of my life. It was 
it was such a surreal moment. It was, um, I, I was able to, I went to, uh, Ken Boothler. He, uh, was a scout for Fairbanks. Um, also an assistant coach for the junior coyotes. Um, I grew up, um, playing under him and then he got me to, to Fairbanks and, and then he had the, the draft at his house and I had all my closest friends and family there. And just getting that phone call was, was one of the, the best things. And, uh, like I said, the best days of my life. So now, uh, do you follow, uh, what happens with, uh, all the other Ottawa draft picks or is it, or you don't have time to do that? No, not really. I, I actually, um, I'm a free agent now coming into this season. So, okay. um, but that was a, it was a great experience. I was able to go to a development camp, um, for four years there. Great program. Um, treated me great. I met, met a lot of good guys through that camp and, and I learned a lot. So, I'm very fortunate that I was, I was drafted by a program like that and, um, look forward to the next step for sure. Okay. You lined up, uh, the other night against the Gopher from, uh, Scottsdale as well and Nathan Burke. How well do you know Nathan? Not too much. He's, he's a younger guy, so, um, not too close, but I definitely, I, I, I know who he is and, and, uh, we've, we've definitely been on the same ice over the summer skates and stuff, but, um, it, it's good to see another um, Arizona native um, in regionals and and you want hockey for sure. I, like I said before, that's a big step for Arizona hockey, and it's good to uh, see that progress. So, so when, John- when when you get on the ice and you know there is somebody else uh, from Arizona on the other on the other side, you guys at some point just like give each other a wink or a nod or just. Some sort of acknowledgement because it, I mean it's not a lot of you guys, right? Yeah, we we didn't, but um, just seeing that another Arizona guy, you don't. I mean, that's the first time I really saw it this year. So, um, like you said, it's it's something you don't see much, but um, it was good. So so Johnny Walker made news today down here uh, by officially announcing that he's going to take advantage of that extra year from the NCAA and come back and play for uh, Arizona State. We joked with him when we had him on the show uh, a couple of months ago, and he brought it up. He said, I don't think anybody's going to uh, wonder much about what 55-year-old guy playing college hockey. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's been around a while. So a- any thought of you coming back with this uh, extra uh, year? I haven't, I haven't put too much thought. No, just see what uh play out the rest of the year and, and see what happens after and see what my options are. Um, that's kind of where, where I'm at right now. Okay. All right. So you say that Wayne Gretzky, when he got named the uh, the coach of the Coyotes, is kind of like opened up your eyes. Uh, were you a Coyotes fan before that, or are you a guy that just likes to play and doesn't necessarily uh, turn on the TV and watch? No, definitely an Arizona uh, Coyotes fan. I uh, watched him watched him growing up. Uh, Shane Doan was my favorite player growing up. I, I think he's that's what he was one of the best captains in the game. Um, such a, a great team guy. And I don't know, I, I always kind of looked up to him growing up and, and definitely went to as many Coyotes games as I could. Okay, give us a little inside scoop to, to the Mankato uh, roster, the Minnesota State uh, Maverick roster, I should say. But you got some characters on that team, don't you? Yeah, we've got a, we've got a great <laughs> group of guys. we got... We're not we're not out much with with COVID, so it's it's good to have a couple of character guys in the room to, to keep things interesting. Uh, tell tell me about Reggie Reggie Lutz and what he brings to to that that locker room. He's a great guy. He's uh he, he's he's not one of those guys that he's not one of the the outspoken characters. But um, I, I was fortunate enough to play with him in in Fairbanks as well, and um, we've been playing on a line together all season, um, getting some chemistry going and. It's been great to play with him again. Okay, and I got to ask about one more about about Dryden because we, you guys, Minnesota State came here to play in the holiday tournament a couple of years ago uh, that ASU hosted, and uh, we had Dryden on, and he was as cool and calm as can be. Is he like that all the time, or or what's his demeanor? Yeah, yeah, he is, and, <laughs> and then that's just exactly how he is in that as well. He, he. Uh, he lines us up for games because he's he's the hardest goalie to score on in practice. But he's he's definitely calm between the pipes and uh, off the ice. 
So I'm going to say this, that you're going to say that he deserves the, uh, the uh, Richter award this year. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. No doubt. Paul, you got anything more before we let, uh, we let Todd take off and get back to uh, COVID protocol. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, listen, just, uh, just, uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, because of ASU starting their program five or six years ago, I really got uh, headstrong into the college game and, and doing this for a couple of years. And, and, and I have to say that uh, watching you guys play on that, in that Friday night game, I mean, on the Saturday night game uh, against Quinnipiac and saying to myself, man, they're down three to one. How are they going to do this? Um, and, and, and I have to tell you, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. I I have some some social media friends that are uh, uh, Maverick alums and, and Minnesota State fans, and and I can't even tell you that they were at a loss for words. So uh, on their behalf, uh, thanks for coming on and and uh, great job and go get them in the frozen pool. Absolutely, I appreciate it, guys. Hey Todd, I'm going to end it with one thing. And I thought this was a turning point, and people think that I might be a little biased in that gopher game, but you made a block, and I was up in the press box with my camera phone, my my plug for iPhone uh, 12 Pro. But but I took a picture of a block that you made, and I'm sure you know, you probably still feel it. But uh, yeah. that, to me, was a huge turning point because, to me, it seemed like the gophers were starting to put some pressure on, and, and you sold out completely for your team. Um, and I got to say, I, I was—I thought that was a turning point that sealed the victory for you guys. And maybe that's too big of a statement, but gosh darn it, when uh, when a fifth-year guy is coming out there and putting his body on the line, kudos, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I wish I had a better picture. I've got one up that, that's a little blurry, but I had to get it out there because I wanted people to know that uh, that was a gutsy play. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, so, as good of a play, though, as uh, Dallas drives going bar down. So <laughs> that was pretty impressive, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? And that, that sealed it. There's a bunch of guys at Minnesota Duluth that would have avoided five overtimes if they would have uh, been able to go bar down with an empty net. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right. Good luck in Pittsburgh. Uh, hopefully, I'll catch up with you guys when I get out there. So, uh, uh, how about bringing back a national championship trophy to Mankato? Yeah, we can do that. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Todd. That's Todd Burgess, the uh, Arizona native, spending some time with us tonight. And uh, congratulations to both him and the, uh, the the Minnesota State Maverick hockey program. Of course, uh, Coach Mike Hastings, um, what a job. I mean, just to uh, prevail and get through the gauntlet that it is in an NCAA regional, uh, just a big shout out to them. So, Thanks to Todd for coming on. Thanks for Paul Allen for hooking us up. And uh, good luck, Mavericks. All right, we'll be right back, and Paul and I will dissect a little more NCAA Frozen Four hockey for you in just a few minutes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. 
Roger Klein's Canzion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on NCHC.TV. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on NCHC.TV. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summerscape, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I'll be listening to Right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, the Tuesday night staple presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Scott Strandy back in Scottsdale, Arizona, where, Paul, it was a balmy 85 when I landed today with the sun shining and sweat beating off my head. Uh, yeah, it was glorious. How are, are you sure that wasn't from the hot tub? <laughs> what hot tub? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you didn't send those pictures to Terry, did you? <laughs> she saw them. Everybody oh, saw that, them. That was your first mistake. <laughs> okay, so as I always like to do when we have a guest on and we have time afterwards, is uh, let's dissect it. Uh, you saw the games on TV. I saw the game yeah. in person. Um, game. Um, oh, well, I saw the game before that, too, when Ryan Sandlin scored the game winner. But anyway... Um, Tell us about Todd Burgess. What did you think? Um, just break it down for us. Well, listen, you know, a, a lot of the pressure that was on them uh, was was self-induced. And, and, and I meant what I said. I really have to give them a lot of credit for coming back in that Quinnipiac game. Okay. Uh, being down three to one. Uh, in the third period like that uh, and, and coming back. Uh, and, and by the way, Quinnipiac scored that goal about midway through the third period. So they didn't have a lot of time. And uh, you could hear the excitement in his voice. And, yeah. and, and that's and that's the great part, really. I mean, um, you know, it's uh, he he's part of history. He's on a team that that school will never forget. Yeah, and that's no matter what the outcome is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, did forget uh, about what happens in Pittsburgh at this point. All they can do is enhance can... their legacy. Yeah, and, you know, what's better than hearing the joy in somebody's voice? Yeah. Really, what's better uh, than that? You know what? And in addition to that, Paul, is what's, what's better to hear the joy in his voice knowing that he has to go through protocol. I mean, if you think these guys being in college are enjoying being locked down, um, think again, because it's not a lot of fun. But you brought it up. You said peer pressure, and he said absolutely. Oh, of course, especially now. 
especially now where you're two games two wins away from a national championship at a program that has never been there before much less uh, just two games away yeah like i said you're 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 part of a a a team that that their school and that school community will never forget you know 50 years from now assuming that everybody everything is still around you know in terms of (laughs) well it's 50 years i I mean you know i I know what you mean all right well i plan to be about 109 then so well i'll still be doing this probably well well no rowan will probably have to walk you around (laughs) with a walker and be taking care of you but you know um uh, the, the the fact of the matter is you know when they redecorate that arena or whatever it is they that's going to be the, the the main attraction the schools te- the team that made the schools not only won the first NCAA tournament game in school history but made the first frozen four yeah absolutely I mean, that's going to be the centerpiece from here on out. And we talk about enhancing that legacy, and um, that's something that definitely uh, could happen because the teams that are in there are all very good teams, but Minnesota State is equally as good. I mean, there's there's not a clear-cut favorite, I don't think, in this tournament. Yes, there is. Let's not – let's – nice try. Who is it, Paul? Nice try. Paul. Who is it, Paul? You were just waiting to sneak <laughs> that in there. Don't hand me that crap. Uh, uh, darn it. You I were didn't just St. Cloud was that good. Yeah, yes. It's St. Cloud. That's who we're talking about. Or maybe UMass. <laughs> That's who we're talking about. I don't oh, know okay. who the other team is. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, uh, you're talking yeah. about the two-time defending champion, the uh, University of Minnesota. The, the vampires. <laughs> I can't wait to tell Scott Sandlin that you're calling his team the vampires. Well, listen, that, listen, that's that is not a negative thing. That's a compliment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I so, mean, um, because let's face it. I mean, we could probably spend the whole hour talking about that game against North Dakota. So, yeah, um, that game was a four-three win for the Bulldogs in five overtimes. And great. And the goal problem with it, it wasn't long enough. Yeah, well, the Bulldogs, yeah, there's so many going on with that. If you look at Brad Schlossman, the writer from the Grand Forks Herald, have you looked at some of his tweets from back then that night? Uh, I saw talking all. about it went from one day to the next day. It went from this to this. <laughs> well, all I can um, tell you is it re- they, between with you having to walk back to the hotel. Oh, yeah. Shush. Well, listen, it's just part of the story, okay? Yeah, yeah, it reminded okay. me very much of of the Easter epic. For those that don't <laughs> know what I'm talking about, 1987, Islanders Capitals Game 7, started on a Saturday night. Right, and went, ended on? And ended on e- early morning hours of Easter Sunday. Rumor has it there was an Easter bunny with eggs all over that locker room. Well... I, I remember it not because I didn't get to because I didn't get to watch the game at that that night. I was doing my shift at one of the local Phoenix radio stations. Uh, okay, I, I believe KOY is still there. I don't know if that's what they still call it, but that's where I was working at the time. Right, and. I kept watching the wire and hoping and hoping the game would go on and on. And on. Wow. I was Hold up on at midnight. Stop. Stop. Stop, folks. Let me refresh you. Paul just said he was watching the wire. Yes. <laughs> we had these things called a wire service. I love it. I was in the newsroom. <laughs> and all I wanted was that game to go on until I could get home and watch the end. <laughs> and basically the game ended um, I, I, as, as I was getting – off my shift around midnight Arizona time. I, I think it was still two hour difference at that time of the year uh, back then. And that's what I was, I was hoping that the Minnesota Duluth North Dakota game would go on until you got back to the hotel. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Our executive producer said she also read the wider report. So <laughs> when she yeah. was in college, 
Uh, so, <laughs> okay, so let's break this down for you. The uh, the first game, the afternoon tilt, if you will, 5 p.m. start Eastern time, Paul, 5 p.m. Eastern time? Yeah, I believe so, that I don't think uh, any Mavericks fan is going to complain about this at all. On ESPN2, the uh, Minnesota State Mavericks, which won their game over uh, Minnesota 4 nothing, will take on St. Cloud State, who defeated Boston College 4-1 in the first semifinal of the uh, Frozen Four. Then, 9 p.m., assuming they don't go five overtimes, uh, Minnesota we can, we can hope. <laughs> we just talked about winning 4-3 over North Dakota in five overtimes. We'll face off against Massachusetts, Greg Carville's squad, who does not get enough credit, in my estimation, for what he produces. And if you want to see what he produces, just watch the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> yeah, but see, it's more impressive without that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And that guy we're talking about, folks, is Kale McCarr, who I watched again last night while I was in Colorado on TV and he does some things that are just unbelievable. And they were talking about how fast he's moving up the ranks uh, of defensemen and uh, the different categories. And then they're saying, oh, yeah, keep in mind, he's missed in his two years in the league. He's missed four times with injury. And if he could just get rid of that injury bug, who knows what kind of numbers he can put up. But, uh. man, he's just phenomenal. And Paul and I, you and I had this argument about um, who was the better young defenseman last year during the the bubble, right? Remember Kale McCarr and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the young man from uh, Vancouver, drawing a blank on the name. You mean Hughes? Yes, Hughes, yeah. Quinn Hughes. Um, and, and Kale McCarr is just – he's just – he's out of this world. He's just – uh, I can't rave enough about the guy because he he can play defense, like I said last year, and he can definitely play offense. And when you put him on a line um, with uh, Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen and uh, Gabriel Landeskog, you just go down the list of that lineup. Um, if they're not headed towards a, a showdown with Vegas to get out of the West or to get out of the Pacific Division this year, <laughs> it's going to be crazy. No, it's, I think it is the West, isn't it? And who knows it, what the heck they're called? It, it's called, yeah, it's called the Honda West, but it, it's always going to be the Pacific. Uh, but, we, you know, this year is different, the Paul, right? not paying us. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, so this year in the NHL, they're going to have four winners advance, right? One for yeah. each of the divisions? Yep. So that means that, that either Vegas or Colorado will be eliminated before they ever get a chance to play for – the, the what semifinal round, I guess. Well, hey, that's what happened, right? Uh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, Five overtimes, right? Yeah, okay, I, I hear you. Okay, so anyway, that's the breakdown for the upcoming uh Frozen Four in Pittsburgh. Uh, I will be making my way out there on Monday. Um, yet to be determined if they're gonna let me in the door, but um, I'm gonna be there and take it all in, uh, because. As we mentioned on Sunday night, if you missed the show, folks, first of all, shame on you. Secondly, is you can go back and download it. And thirdly is Scott Sandlin, um, uh, Brett Larson, and uh, Mike Hastings are all uh, what I would consider friends in the hockey world. And uh, I've met Greg Carville twice, and both times have been fantastic experiences. So just being around. For, for, forget, forget this. What I want to know is – just to make you feel comfortable, are you going to have people fighting in the back seat of your car? <laughs> oh, you had to bring that up, right? You had to go there. You well, to go yes, there. of course. Okay, let's finish story time. So <laughs> I, I get a ride from my good friend, Phil, the gentleman that picked me up walking on Saturday night, who turned out to be a very good friend of mine now, uh, gave me a ride uh, a Sunday night. Uh, from right. the arena back to the hotel. Uh, I didn't tell you this story, but he also works in the oil fields, and he had forgotten that he'd left his car at the oil fields and had the company truck, a big one-ton four-door truck. Nice. So, so he came to pick me up, and he was apologizing up a storm, going like, I'm so sorry I forgot my car at the, <laughs> at the, at the oil field. 
so is it okay to ride in my truck? And yes. And uh, we also picked well, up. Well, it's either that or I walk. So, yeah. Yeah. And we picked up Randy Johnson, the writer from the, the Star Tribune, who was stuck in the very same situation Sunday night that I was on Saturday. Only I was there to rescue him. So, yeah, Randy, you owe me one. <laughs> but anyway. So, so, anyway, we got Randy to his hotel, got me back. And then Phil picked me up this morning at 10 a.m., brought me to the airport very smoothly. We got in, we got out with a couple of pictures. Uh, They're on my uh, Ice Time SW uh, Twitter account, I think. Anyway, um, when we got to the airport, I got through everything just fine. And um, Oh, no, not, not really, because when I went through the, the TSA line, they looked in my bag and they said, um, sir, you need to come over here. We need to uh, hand inspect this because you have a microphone in there. <laughs> my podcast kit was in there. Uh, uh, so anyway we got through that they sent me on my way i get there um i get to the uh, southwest gate i'm supposed to be in southwest airlines of course it's a system right it's not like you we get your seat but i get there and the, the guy sees my jacket he goes hey were you here for hockey and i go yeah the guy the guy at the counter he goes come here and i said okay and he whispers in my ear he goes I can upgrade you to, to A, the A section. How about how about A nice. four? The, the fourth the fourth person going on. I said, really? And he goes, yeah. He says, I'm a hockey fan. So so he he bumps me up, and I'm the fourth person on the aircraft. Well, you think you're going to be the fourth, but then of course everybody right. that that needs a wheelchair, or whatever, they all get on first, like they should. Uh, so as we move back, I'm like in the seventh row, and uh, I'm by the window, and I'm getting set and um that it's a fairly full flight so they're trying to get people to hurry up and get on so they can pull out on time and we're running late it's about 10 minutes late and they go um okay we have one more passenger than is supposed to be on this airplane <laughs> oh that must have been so so everybody check your boarding passes and tell us if you're supposed to be on flight 417 to phoenix and nobody answers so then now they're really irritated right so the two flight attendants go down the line and they're looking at our boarding passes on our phones to make sure that we're supposed to be going to 417. Finally, they get to the back of the aircraft, and they usher a person off. <laughs> that's not, nice. not supposed to be on there. So that's how it started. All oh, right, so you're going to pick up back. an extra – so you're also going to pick up an extra person <laughs> so you can kick them out of the car in St. Louis. Yeah. Can I, oh, yeah. okay. So, so anyway, then we uh, – and by this time, everybody on the aircraft is a little bit perturbed. Because they want to get going, right? They're, we're in Colorado. Nothing against Colorado, but we're going to Phoenix. Everybody there was going there for warm weather except, I don't know, nobody. <laughs> so, sure. so, uh, so we push back. We get on the aircraft, and uh, we're up in the air. We've been flying about 20 minutes. And all of a sudden, this uh, rambling of F-words starts coming from uh, an adult male. And uh, it, it's directed, I would assume, towards his son. It's like two rows behind me, so I can't really see it. But uh, he's telling him to stop, 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 sit, stop, stop, sit. It was going on and on and on. It was getting louder and louder. And all of a sudden, a, a lady, maybe mid-40s, it looked like a, I could see her. It looked like a very respectable uh, lady had had enough. And she just let out a couple of F-bombs. And said, quit effing my seat. You're kicking my seat. And it's getting louder and louder to the point now where the flight attendant comes down the aisle. And she's going like, what is going on here? And before she can even get those words out of her mouth, the gentleman stands up and slaps the lady across the face. Full blown. Oh, that is not good. Uh, And then uh, the flight attendants, all of them, all three of them, came convened in the middle of the aircraft and they said this is it either you guys calm down right now or we're turning this aircraft around and we're going back right back to denver and the silence in the airplane was just deafening i mean people were like oh my god we started late and now you're going to turn us around it was like everybody was just like in a state of stun and those two three whatever it was got quiet and uh, made it through the rest of the flight. But goodness gracious, I texted you when I landed, and I said, uh, Paul, uh, I love airports. I love getting places quickly, but um, I'll take the car and the backache. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, that's why I asked you if you were 
going to have some people fighting in the backseat of the car when you go to Pittsburgh no. just to make you feel at home. No, there won't be. I will tell you, that was really something uh, that I had never experienced. And I haven't flown in a while due to COVID, obviously. So, uh, you know, everybody's got their masks on and you're trying to be socially distant. And you're using hand sanitizer and you know, they're bringing you a drink and, and a snack and you're trying to eat it with your mask on or partially on. And so to see this happen uh, was kind of stunning. And I was afraid that we were literally going to turn around and go back. But I anyway, I can't, I can't even imagine. I would, I, I, oh. <laughs> Two stories oh. on one trip. <laughs> oh, Lordy, Lordy. Oh. Okay, so we made it through the West Regional. We know our Frozen Four. Uh, we're going to be doing a Frozen Four week next week starting sunday night i will okay. still be here when we do it we're uh I'm, I'm bribing my coach friends to see if i can get any of them or all of them to come on because right. i think that would be a blast uh, right. so possibly sunday we can get uh, a few of them on we're going to keep working on it um and then uh monday night i'll be in amarillo for professional hockey southwest right. weekly tuesday night i'll be visiting That's you from my morning yeah uh, at Tuesday night, I will be visiting you from St. Louis Okay. on College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And Wednesday, we will do Club Hockey Southwest Weekly from my hotel in Pittsburgh. Um, we'll have some special reports, I think, Paul, don't you think? Maybe Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Uh, I don't know, but I wanna, first of all, I want to see you get from St. Louis to Pittsburgh <laughs> in, in that short of time. <laughs> Secondly, I broke it all down. I yeah, it sounds down. like it. Secondly, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I have no idea how I'm gonna feel Saturday night. I I'm know because to... we know what's coming. What is it? Well, uh, the <laughs> the night the day before, I'm supposed to get my second <laughs> vaccine shot, and if it's anything oh. like the first one, I'm hoping to be awake for the championship game. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, so it's all set. The Frozen Four. Um, Three teams from Minnesota, guaranteed to have two, one team from Minnesota in the championship game, no matter what. Yeah, oh, Saint, great. St. Cloud State, Minnesota State, Massachusetts, Minnesota Duluth, and a champion will be crowned Saturday night in uh, beautiful PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. Okay, I'll take it away, my friend. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless. The 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America's been waiting for. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona owned, now in four flavors. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Buy summer skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask at its Three Valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy Burrito Express, our homemade recipes to your table. Great taste, great value. M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive in the morning, relax at night, our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe, by ASU fans, for ASU fans. And by the NCHC, every game all season long, on the road or at home, nchc.tv has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And uh, uh, just to let everybody know, if you haven't seen the uh, the Twitter account from Sun Devil Athletics today, they did have a little video clip uh, from the new arena. And I think I'm going to go over and climb six flights of stairs sometime this week, Paul, and give you a little video and a little picture tribute to 
to the rise of Sun Devil hockey, literally. Yeah, literally from the ground up. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. Paul says it's all good, so I'm doing it. Um, big thank you to Todd Burgess as well as uh, Paul Allen for uh, for hooking us up. I know they've had a crazy weekend and uh, just back now and trying to get things under control. And, and they're not complaining for, uh, one bit, I promise. No, no, no. And preparing for a uh, flight to uh, Pittsburgh where they will spend uh, a week out there uh, getting ready and playing in the Frozen Four. So thanks to both of them for uh, for being a part of the show tonight. Thanks to Paul for bringing it as always. Thanks to Terry back in the studio for uh, running everything, keeping us uh, tip top. And uh, thanks to Southwest Airlines and my pilot for getting me here safely today. I really appreciate it. Oh, big shout out to the Wingate Hotel in Loveland. And also my man, Phil, for getting me around Denver. Phil, you are the man. Thank you so much. Paul Hornstein also said, Phil, you are the man. So I did. If you're listening tonight, uh, we appreciate it. You got me safely. Uh, it, it really was a fun experience and uh, looking forward to a fun, fun Frozen Four. We'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro, and ask you to tune in tomorrow night for Club Hockey Southwest Weekly when we will have the head coach from the Colorado Buffaloes, Benny Toller, on with us. So tune in tomorrow. Good night, everybody.